0: Sit back, relax, and zone out on your drive home. Pun intended. Now back to In The Zone. Welcome back to the show, In The Zone, here on FM 96.9 The Game. We roll right along with our In The Zone player of the night. Let's turn to the Fall Classic, where Marcus Simeon was stroking last night. One two pitch, Simeon pulls one down
1: the line, hooking fair into the corner to Verasen to score. Jankowski in as well as it kicks away. Simeon's on his way to third.
0: He's in there.
1: Marcus Simeon for the second game in a row comes through, and it's three to nothing, Texas. And now Simeon crushes a ball
0: back to left field. the It is a route in game four. Two for five at the plate with five batted in. Marcus Simeon, our in-the-zone player of the night, presented by Hourglass Brewing. Stop by, say hi, and grab yourself a delicious local brew, Hourglass Brewing, with two locations, one in Longwood and the other on Curry Ford. They call that their district location. Hourglassbrewing.com if you want to keep up with all the latest that's on their menu. Constantly changing, constantly innovating. We love the work they do at Hourglass Brewing because, uh, well, we consume it regularly. And be listening because we've got an in-the-zone special Hourglass announcement coming soon and a watch party this month for Magic Basketball. That's Hourglass Brewing. The initial college football playoff ranking was released last night. The top four goes as follows. Ohio State at 1%. Georgia at two, Michigan three, Florida State is four. It was a surprise to me to see Ohio State at one, but this is the committee telling us that it's the schedule that you've played, not what you've done in the past, that's important. And I think that's the way it should be. So while I was surprised by it, it was a pleasant surprise. Georgia's the number one team in the eyes of the AP voters because they're Georgia. They've won back-to-back championships, they are um, they are the champion, and they haven't lost yet this year. So in the eyes of voters that are watching this and, and kind of taking it in year over year, Georgia's a deserving number one. But the committee, to their credit, has eliminated, to some degree, what happened last year when they go into their voting process. So it's really about what you've done this year. And I think that that's cool. That's the way that it should be done. That's the way that voting should be, not... Georgia won last year, so automatically we have them at number one, which is the way that all of our brains work. What I can't understand is the next two. If our line of thinking is Ohio State, because they've beaten two top 25 teams, they're still undefeated, their resume is more impressive than Georgia's, ergo Ohio State over Georgia, which I completely understand. I think Georgia's probably the number one team in the country, but I like the mentality of the college football playoff committee. How can you have that line of thinking and then vote Michigan ahead of Florida State? It makes no sense. Michigan's biggest win is against who? Indiana? Florida State has Duke, LSU, and Clemson that they have wins over, so that's a joke. Uh, It should matter that they beat LSU, and because it happened in week one, the committee is telling you we have simply forgotten about it if it were flip-flopped, if FSU played LSU, exact same game, exact same result, but it happened last week, Tyler, I will pose this very obvious question to you. Would Florida State be number three or number four right now? If they played that exact same game, but it just happened on Saturday.
1: I think this is where I'm going to have to stick with Michigan because, okay, so first of all, these yes, these rankings and when it comes to the college football playoff rankings – Uh, In the committee choosing them, it's a whole melting pot of different things that go into making these decisions. It's strength of schedule to this point. It's the eye test. It's your average ranking of your opponent. It, It is. It's who have you beaten, how have you beaten them, and how have you looked on the field. When you have a team like Michigan, the why they get to stay at three is because they have done no wrong. Their closest game this season... Was a thirty-one to seven victory. That's it. That's their closest game. Every other game, they've done exactly what they were supposed to. Now, to, to your credit, yes, they haven't played hardly anybody the entire. Not even hardly anybody. They, they haven't played anybody. Right. They haven't
0: they, played one school that we look at and go, they're pretty tough this year. Where
1: FSU, you can make the argument of they are where they should be. Is they are a quarter, a couple possessions away from not being an 8-0 team and being an 8-1 team versus a Boston College team that today sits at 5-3 and three on the year. So that's a three-loss team. So I think that's where FSU, eh, that, the eye test comes into play a bit more for Michigan. with They've, they've looked dominant the entire year. And FSU, although they have the record and have a couple of opponents, they haven't looked as dominant as Michigan, but they have played against better competition. So, again, that's where I don't think there's a right answer to this, and that's the beauty of it. It's open-minded, and that's why it's a good thing we're going to a 12-team playoff. So more of these teams, it's less of, oh, you got it wrong, and here are the 12, go figure it out on the field yourself. Yeah, they're
0: changing it, that's great, but you could just get it right. You could also just get it right with whatever number you have in front of you. Michigan, any one of the opponents that they have had this year, I haven't looked at their current record as of right now, but at the time of playing them, Michigan has not faced but one team that is above Yeah, and it was Rutgers, by the way. So not exactly hanging my hat on that one. Michigan State, Indiana, Minnesota, Nebraska, Rutgers, Bowling Green, UNLV, East Carolina; those are their wins, and they've demolished those opponents for the most part. Uh, actually, not for the most part; they've demolished all of their opponents. Then that's why they get number three. But if you're telling me strength of schedule matters, you can't have Michigan
1: at three. I know it's and that's the thing; it, it's inconsistent, and it, it's, if that's the case, Air Force should be in the top five. Oh, God, Air, Air Force. I think they crapped 25, which is really peeving some people off with it because they're – I mean, it, it, they most likely will go on to be the undefeated Mountain West champs, and that's where the arguments of they should get a New Year's Six bowl game comes into play. If
0: I, if I just – if I plucked you off of a, a different planet and you never watched college football, I sat you down for a weekend, I explained the game, I had you watch some games. Now, you have no prior knowledge – of who's good, what programs have history, what they've done, but you now have a fresh understanding of the game of football and then I said watch all of these games. And where do you where do you rank
1: Michigan? They would not be Inside of the top four. Well, here's the argument for it is So these rankings come down to, what have you done this year? That's why Georgia isn't the number one team. Although they are in the AP, because they're the back-to-back national champions, they're undefeated, they still look pretty good, um, but it's, it's based on, what have you done this year? Absolutely. With Michigan, they kind of had the argument of, not what they did last year, but... We know that Michigan is a strong team because they return a ton of pieces. You put an Air Force who's undefeated in a weak schedule in the Mountain West next to Michigan with a weak schedule in the Big Ten, you know what J.J. McCarthy can do. You know what Harbaugh does as a head coach. You know those things. You have that prior knowledge. And Ding, ding, ding. You just nailed it. Prior knowledge, logo on the helmet. I mean,
0: it's all those yeah, things. No, it, it's and the, preconceived biases, which they it feels like They pick and choose when they want to eliminate that and when they don't. That's the part that's confusing to me.
1: It's right. There's not a formula to this. That is, this weights this much, this weights this much. It it is. It's a different situation, piece by piece, piece, uh, team by team. So Boo Corrigan is the AD at NC
0: State. He's the committee chairman. He talked about how much separation there is between the number one team, Ohio State, and everybody else. Yeah, as you look at, you're, you're looking at uh, five teams, all of which are undefeated. There's seven overall, but five uh, in this group that we were talking about. And, you know, you kind of start to look at body of work in, in Georgia, uh, the wins over Kentucky, the wins over Florida, the dominance that Michigan has played with this year, both offensively and defensively, four wins over teams that are 500 or better. And then Florida State, as you're looking at them, the big win over LSU. Um, yeah, tight game uh, against Boston College. Obviously, the red bandana game, very emotional game. But as a group, the 13 of us came to the conclusion that this was the, this was the right order for the four uh, top four slots. Okay, well, that was their explanation. I don't think that they're right. And it matters. It does matter. Of course, it's all going to shake out in the wash. Or some of it will, yeah. You know, it, it, you still have to win the games that are in front of you. So it does make this conversation. You always That's... have to get the Kirk Herbstreit disclaimer at the end of the college football playoff uh, selection show. Where it's like, oh, all this stuff will be figured out. It, that is true, but it also matters. Look back to last year. The top four teams of the first college football playoff ranking was Tennessee. One, you know, they lost their way out of that discussion. Ohio State was two. Georgia was three, and Clemson was four. So Clemson and Tennessee lost their way out of discussion. Ohio State made it as the number four school. And you could make a very good argument that part of the reason they made it at number four was because they started at number two. So that's that's where it matters. Yeah, I, And they're basically saying, Florida State, you trip up once and we'll never, ever talk about you again. That's well, how this feels. They're setting them up to get screwed.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, and also it, it depends on the how the rest shakes out because that is how it goes look at these top four teams michigan and ohio state they they play in the same conference they're both in the big 10 they have an upcoming game with each other in just a couple of weeks they have played zero of the same big 10 schools leading up to this point in the schedule now, at the end of the year, they'll have Rutgers, Wisconsin, Penn State, Purdue, and Maryland all become mutual opponents. So, at that point, that's the that's the hard thing about this list, too. When you talk about Michigan, Ohio State, where do they belong in particular, is you can't even... Obviously, Ohio State has the, the ranked wins at Notre Dame and at home versus Penn State that Michigan just doesn't. You can't even look at these teams and say, okay, well, how bad did Michigan beat this team? How bad did Ohio State beat this team? Michigan looks like a better football team than Ohio State, and as they should. They've, they've had an easier schedule up to this point. But when it comes down to it, it's going to be in that a couple of weeks, day after Thanksgiving, and you have Michigan hosting Ohio State, the winner of that game is, is going to be have the higher seed. Yeah, like that. That's just how it's going to go, and it's because. Well, then they also have the
0: Big Ten championship, and then that, that'll be the ultimate determination.
1: That'll be the final because Michigan, and Ohio State can't play each other, so then that'll be the extra. You just win this, and you're good. You are locked in. You have the the higher seed between the two of them if you both make it. So, are we saying I think Michigan's going to win that football game because I think Michigan is not a better team nationally than Ohio State? They know how to beat Ohio State. And let's put all the cheating scandal, all that to the side. We can't really factor that into this year because it's not going to matter this year. No. Period. If the NCAA says right now, Michigan, these are your fines. These are You cheated. We caught you. Here you go. Michigan has 90 days to make a decision on it, to act on it. That puts us at the end of the season. So it's not going to affect this year. Whatever way, Michigan is the better head-to-head team versus Ohio State, but Ohio State's the better team in the country. So how does that factor into your college football rankings?
0: Yeah, and the committee, it's a good point, and the committee has already said out loud that they don't care about the sign-stealing scandal, nor should they, really. Are they setting up FSU to get hosed at the end of the year? 407-916-8255, 407-916-8255, or text 50857. More in the zone next.